it's time for the Home of the Jets podcast with your host, Michael Berry. One, two, three. And the Home of the Jets. What's going on, guys? It's October 27th, episode 13, Home of the Jets. I'm Mike Barry here with Nick Giacone, Big Daddy over there. How's it going, Nicky boy? Oh, man, what a what a wild last week. I mean, um, but it's going great. It's going great. I got my new kid, and um, I don't know. I'm, I was, I'm, I've been speechless over the past week. It's just an, honestly something uh, I didn't know – what it was going to be like until I was there. And it's an incredible experience. Yeah, dude. So if you didn't listen last yeah, week, I should which, probably say what happened. <laughs> you're a clown if you didn't, but if you didn't, 
Nick had a kid last last Thursday. Was it on Thursday or it did was, it end up being Friday? No, it was Thursday evening. Uh, Thursday you know, around... evening. That's right. Mid show. Um, Nick couldn't do the show. I ran it alone. He was having a kid. He had his son. Um, so he's back. He's back this week. One week of fatherhood under his belt. Um, are you tired? Uh, yes, but it comes in, it, it comes out of nowhere. Like right now I'm not, but right. I mean, at any moment I could feel like I could sleep for, you could crash. Um, I also just napped a little earlier. So, oh, nice. Um, yeah, so my mother, good. my mother-in-law was in, so she's been helping us try, to try and get some sleep. That's um, awesome. Well, good for you, good. man. Congrats to you. Yeah. Tomorrow, the baby. That's awesome. Yeah. And I just want to shout out first off, you know, thanks for holding down the show without me. Uh, you know, it was great for me to listen to the next day. Right. Uh, thanks for giving me and, and Mo a shout out on the show. And then I want to shout out my wife, Mo went through, she went through a lot um, from the start of the process till we were finished. And she just did such an incredible job. So that's um, great. Yeah. Love, love you so much. And uh, yeah, we got a kid now. And it's, That's it, it's quite Welcome incredible. To the club. Welcome to the club, man. Next year, Thanks. we'll have them both in jet ski or watching a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we can maybe get them to fill in for us, right? For an yeah, sure. Jack, <laughs> Jack's already cooing and conning and yeah. groaning and moaning, so he could get on it, talk about the Jets and whatnot. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, we're going to run through a lot this episode. We have We'll hit on a little bit of the, the Broncos game. And then we're going to jump right into Pat's week. Big week for the Jets, honestly. But we'll we'll get into it. The Denver game, I mean, what was it? Two weeks ago we were sitting here and we were like, all right, they have Green Bay on the road. They have Denver on the road. And then they have the Patriots on the uh, home the next three games. They can win two of those games. Two of the three games, this team's serious. Yeah. It was um, a bit of a gauntlet that was laid out in front of them. Seriously, and I didn't think that the two road games would be the two games that they would win of the three. No, so no, I would guess I would guess we we would drop one there, and, right. and I'd I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't be distraught, right? That those are tough. Those are two tough places to go in and win. Of course. So before the Packer game, I was looking at the Denver game as more of the all right, we could win that game, and then. The way it played out, that Denver game was that was a bear. That was an ugly, tough, tough game. I mean, they were back and forth. The deep, both defenses played strong. Neither quarterback got comfortable at any point in that game. It was that was a tough game. That was a game I was watching, and I'm like, this, this has a typical classic Jets loss written all over it. Yeah, I, I wasn't as confident as I was with the Packers game with this one. Um, and that's just because the – I think, we'll, you know, you might have touched on this or we touched on it, but the, the offense just didn't look uh, – the offense just couldn't move the ball. No. It, was, it, was, it was a defensive dogfight. And anytime they moved the ball, it was holding. Yeah. Anytime they uh, moved their ball, the ball, it was an illegal formation. It was – it was one of those games where it was like, we can't get anything going because penalties. We can't get anything going because the Denver's defensive front is insane. We can't get anything going because I'd rather play in goddamn Afghanistan than Denver. Like, 
Yeah. It is playing in Denver. I never realized until recently. It's just it's just a tough spot to play. It is. It's it's I think one of the better home field advantages uh, that any team has. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, especially in the playoffs, it gets cold there. No, They're yeah. up. Was it six thousand feet? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um mile high stadium. It used to be right. Right. Yeah, it's it was tough. It was a dog fight. Well, yeah, 69. The, the penalties, the penalties were tough. That's um kind of it's like kind of coming back to me now. It's been just these days have been a blur. But um, oh my god, they merge. <laughs> they merge. But um the penalties were I remember thinking that this is the most undisciplined I think I've seen the team all year. Yeah. And they they they've looked good in terms of the penalties, their discipline, communication. They've looked good the past few games so yes. i wasn't even worried about that and then i think it was just a combination of just denver's front being good physical and fast and the, the environment being loud and them being on the road they were they, they were struggling they were you had guys jumping off sides you had guys holding so I don't I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's going to be like this team's undisciplined. They commit too many penalties. They what's Salah doing? That's on coaching. Like I'm not getting to that. I think it was just was a product of the environment that they were in. Oh yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm, I'm with you. I I am you know yeah. pro, product of uh you know just a an ugly road win which you'll take you'll take 10 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, 100%. So that so five and two, we're back home. We're back Love home for it. the next two games. We got Pats this week. We got Buffalo next week. So we got two back-to-back division games. Um, so yeah, we took care of business in Denver. It was a costly win. Uh, it was a costly ass win. And if you've been with us the entire ride, we've been talking about Nick's jersey selection and what My he was going to do. And he decided he had Beckton and he put the he put the cur- the voodoo curse on Beckton. He's hurt, done. So he decides to do AVT and he puts the voodoo curse on AVT. So AVT is done for the year. He tore his tricep in Denver. I didn't even see the injury. They didn't show him on the sideline. They came out for a drive and it was just like, oh, update AVT, questionable to return. Corey Davis, questionable to return. So, AVT, he's done for the year. That's huge, man. God, I mean, how good was he for us? And he was do- he was just did- doing whatever he was asked. He was p- probably played every position on the line except center this year. Right. And has really held that O-line that's been probably our weakest point or at least our most uh, injury-ridden point Yeah. Uh, part of the team. He was holding it together, and it was brutal. And like you said, I didn't even know he was out. I was in – I have a – group text of college buddies that were also jets fans right and someone said oh this is killer with bright uh with Brees and avt and Corey." out you know everyone was just mentioning who was out and i said wait a minute when AVT. did he get her right uh, right because when Brees scored and he broke that run it was avt running right behind absolutely. him absolutely absolutely it was like the two of them running into the sunset it was over I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. As soon as that play happened, I said, "Here we go again, baby. We are gonna, yeah. we're just gonna roll, roll them out. this team." I uh, agree. And then they went right down the field. They went right down the field and scored. And I was like, "This is here we go. It's gonna be another dog fight for us here." 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, AVT's done. He'll be back next year. Oh, it's just, and then it's it's out of the out of anyone, it's those two guys, AVT and Brees. Brees was on his way to being the offensive rookie of the year. There is no doubt about sure. it. Oh, absolutely. Um, he he was like I remember. Do you remember when I said this? He was gonna just he was going to become more comfortable. He ran this scheme at Iowa State, the zone scheme, the east to west, not north and south. It's an east and west scheme. Once he gets comfortable with the linemen, once he starts seeing the holes and where's his cutback lanes, this guy is going to be a freak. And sure enough, he got more comfortable. The offensive line started to get more comfortable, so things were becoming more consistent. Oh, my God, his game was just – so good. It's like it's like gut wrenching to talk about how he's just done for the year. I know, and and like you said, he was not. He was having a special year. Definitely going to get some awards. And I mean, he still he still had sixty yards in that game. Look, what, what would he have done if he played the whole game? I mean, he could right. have had almost two hundred. I mean, he was, was he was just, ready was to tear it up. One of the impressive things about this win, just to go back to the Denver game, was just. You, you you said it, ABT, Corey Davis, Brees Hall out. Not questionable, not playing and being a decoy out, not coming back into the game. These Jets teams the past, what, six years, seven years, that would have been it, man. It would have been They would have been gone into a shell. They would have been so one-dimensional. They would have just – it would have been three and out, three and out, three and out. Defense would have held, 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 and then got exhausted and, built, and blown it. Yeah, and not to I mean, mention – not to mention more out too with all his nonsense. Oh my god, you know, that nonsense, right? That would have helped. Oh my god, you. I mean, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis is gone, Bruce Hall's gone. You would have got touches, dude. Oh yeah, or at least you would have got attempts. I mean, we weren't doing much in the air, and I don't know if he would have really made that much of a difference because it was just, you know, you 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 take your game plan when you lose injuries like that, and you just you. You rip it up, you throw it in the garbage, and you go into survival mode just to win the game. Yeah. But he would have been, he would have had opportunities. There's no doubt about it. For sure. He's gonna have he's gonna have opportunities this week against the Patriots with Corey Davis out. Yeah. I you, you have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who Mike LaFleur said today is gonna work more in the slot, which I don't know why it took them so long to move him back to the slot. Because that's where he's just had success at the college level, and anytime he's ha- he's played in the NFL here in the slot, he's had success. So I don't understand why they thought he was a perimeter receiver. Who have they who have they been playing in the slot then? Garrett Wilson. That, that doesn't seem to make the most sense either, right? Elijah Moore is five nine. Yeah, he's five nine, and they're throwing him go routes along the sideline. I don't understand that. That it it, it, it drives me nuts. But nonetheless. He'll be in the slot. I think he's going to eat in the slot. I think he's going to do well in there. I hope. You're telling me a, a slot corner or a linebacker is supposed to stay with Elijah Moore in his route running? I don't think so. We'll see. Because he hasn't been getting separation on the outside, so he better damn well get separation from the inside. Yeah. I mean, we'll touch on this, I'm sure, in the, sure. when we get yeah, to the right. later. But, uh, you know, I'd love for him to just have a – Solid game, and we put this matter to, to rest. Yeah, just forget about it. Nothing, so, nothing a good game can't fix. So, anyway, absolutely good game, a win. 
it'll all be history. But um, so ABT done for the year. You got Cedric Agbui who's going to take his spot at right tackle. Um, wouldn't surprise me if after this weekend, before the Tuesday deadline at 4 p.m., Douglas pulls another move. Whether it's Conklin from the Browns to plug in at right tackle, whether it's you, they go big time and grab Laramie Tunsil and shore up right tackle for this year, then slide him over to left tackle. And now we have our left tackle for the next five years if we get Laramie Tunsil. Um, you could get Andre Dillard from Philly. That's who Douglas brought in and pounded the table for Andre Dillard down there. Um, there's some guys to be had. I mean, you have Fant, who struggled with the knee. Struggled with the knee, struggled with his play in training camp and early in the year. He's on IR. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Fant's going to be much of anything for the rest, rest of the year. I don't think he was healthy to start the year. I don't see why four weeks off is going to all of a sudden make him 100% healthy. Um, so I just – I expect – after this game against uh, the Patriots. I think Bowie's going to get the start, and then they'll make a move for somebody else to, to plug in there at right tackle. Um, and that leads us to the, the James Robinson trade. That was a huge trade. What a deal. I mean, <clears throat> for a late-round pick? They had to make that deal. Oh, yeah. They had to. And I, I texted you. They have to. They have to make this deal because the team is yeah, five and two. Who we? Uh, who else were we playing? Who were we? Uh, what were some names we were throwing out there? Um, he was. Hunt. He was. He was on there, right? Hunt, Kareem Hunt, who I wanted bad, but seeing that James Robinson will be here as a restricted free agent for 2023, that is definitely why Douglas made the move. If we would have got Kareem Hunt, it would have been a true one-year rental mm-hmm. uh, but hunt was a guy james robinson was a guy david montgomery from chicago was a guy who else am i missing i like i i've liked calling denver about gordon there's something seems to be off there or he doesn't seem to be the happiest um, right, I thought he's a solid runner um there's one other guy i thought that was kind of available and Anyway, I think we got one of the better deals. Um, yeah. If listen, if you told me the Jets were going to make a deal for Kareem Hunt, James Robinson, or you know Melvin Gordon, David Montgomery, yeah, the two guys I'm taking are James Robinson or Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So they got one of the one of those two of the better players. Cam Akers was the other one you mentioned Cam in, in, our, in our text. The other one. I'm looking back now. Yep, yep. Cam Akers from the Rams who wants out. Will he get out? Who knows? But, yeah, so they made the move for James Robinson probably like three hours, four hours after the Brees Hall confirmation of the ACL comes out. They sent over a conditional sixth-round draft pick that if he hits 600 rushing yards, it'll go to a fifth round pick. And he's already at like 340 or 50 yards, I believe. So I'm hoping that that pick goes to a fifth at this point. Um, I'm confident it will, because it's going to be him and Michael Carter splitting the carries. Um, 
I don't know if the playbook changes too drastically. Obviously, James Robinson doesn't have that home run threat that Brees Hall has, but he's a north and south runner. He gets downhill quick, and he's a good running back, man. I mean, he's he's not a a slouch of a running back at all. He's got a thousand yard season under his belt, and he was undrafted, by the way. So, I mean. Right. You know, he's got a definitely got a a chip on the shoulder for that. Um he started I'm, the season strong too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was kind of lurking uh, at some Jags Twitter, some Jags uh Reddit threads and they're all pissed that that he's gone. Apparently he, he's he a, a he's a home he's a home favorite, yeah. He's a locker room guy too, which is huge for the Jets. The Jets locker room and their chemistry that they have on this team is is legit. I mean, they have a really good chemistry, locker room, camaraderie on this team, which is a huge underrated factor in football. Uh, I'm just trying to look up some of his numbers. He, I mean, he rushed for 100 yards week week one against the Chargers. With a touchdown, he rushed. What was that? Am I where am I? I might be looking in the wrong spot, but nonetheless, he's. I mean, he's put up good numbers. He had a touchdown against the Jack. Uh, yeah, the touchdown against the Jar. Uh, Chargers, hundred yards, and then they, they kind of stopped giving him the ball. They want. They really were. They were force feeding. Oh, yeah, into t- that role. Yeah, I'm looking now too. His first three games. <clears throat> 17 carries, 8 carries, 10 carries, 12 carries. And then he got nothing against the Giants. They knew they were going to trade him. They didn't want him to get hurt against the Giants. They said he had a sore knee, and he, when he got here with the Jets, he disputed that right off. He's like, I mean, I have just normal soreness. He passed his phys- If he had something really wrong with him, he wouldn't have passed his physical. Yeah. So, So whatever. You know what? We spoke about it. I'm so glad they made the move. It's one of those moves where it's like, here, you know, Douglas to the roster. I trust you. I believe in you. We're five and two. We're in the thick of it. You know, do we? Are we going to win the division? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Buffalo is insane, but we're right there in the wild card race. We're what one the, of the top teams, if not the top team. So, when's, we, when's we, the last time we were buyers at that at the deadline came? <laughs> Like, seriously, when was I, I honestly, honest to God, the last time I, I remember us being true buyers was when Rex was here in 2009, 2010, when we made the move for Braylon Edwards. Right. And then I think the next year we made some like D line move. We brought in Trevor Price to kind of help the D line. So, yeah, true buyers. That's why I think he's going to make a move for linemen. Um, I think Robinson's going to play this weekend. How much he plays and how effective he is, we'll see. I think he'll be more effective next week with two full weeks under his belt. Um, but, yeah, great move for the rest of the year. I don't think we missed too much of a beat other than those home run shots that Brees was hitting. Um, and he'll be here next year so we don't have to rush Brees Hall back because we need him. It's okay. Get back from your ACL, work your way back, you know, and it, it, that'll be nice to have that luxury. 
Because Brees will be back in six months after this ACL surgeries nowadays. It's like getting a, a root canal or a cavity fixed. Yeah, they, it, it's just time. But I don't. You don't see players come back weaker or you know any more injury pro. I'm I'm just thinking off the top of my head. You got guys like Dalvin Cook, right? Didn't he tear an ACL and he was? Yeah, or, Dalvin Cook. You have the outlier and Adrian Peterson rush oh, for like two thousand yards was, after it. Yeah, but yeah, these guys—they bounce back. Saquon, you know, the—he'll be fine. He'll be back. He'll be electric. It is what it is. We got to move on here. So we got that, and the the rookie of the week belt. So if you don't know what the rookie of the week belt is, it's Pepsi Rookie of the Week. It's a sponsored belt that the NFL has started. I don't know, two three years ago. And they take the top five or six rookies and their performances, and you vote. You vote. The fans vote. The Jets have won. I think it's what week are we in? Eight. We're I'm coming up on sure, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Jets have won like seven out of the eight belts, or at least five or six out of the eight belts between Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall one two, Sauce one. We're, we're the last. We're the last. Uh, uh, this is incredible. We are the last four. You have it. We are I the have last it. Up. Four. Uh, this is good. All right, so we've won five of eight of the first. Oh no, sorry, five of the first seven. Five of the first seven. So this Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was number two. So what it does is only shows you the last four. Okay. And it's just it's it's sauce then breeze then sauce then breeze. I gotta say the screenshot. Uh, it's hilarious. It's incredible. So the reason why I bring it up is because the Jets rookies have been playing out of control. Sauce Gardner won it for this week, so the belt stays and comes back. Whatever, however you want to phrase it, it comes back to the Jets facility. Sauce Gardner won it. He played his ass off in that game. Against Denver, he took Cortland Sutton. He took Jerry Judy. He was mostly on Cortland Sutton, and I think it was had to do with the size. But Sauce Gardner's rankings per PFF, which is a ranking system, um, his coverage grade he's second in the league. His yards allowed is second in 151 yards. Catches allowed. He's tied for fourth, 17 catches. His catch percentage, he's second. He's first in pass breakups with 10. The next highest is seven. And the passer rating against him is 51.1. Man. He's a top five corner. I was going to say, is that, is that defensive player of the year territory? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, I would be surprised. <laughs> They'll definitely give him defensive player of the year, rookie, defensive yes, yes. rookie of the year. Yeah. Assuming he, you know, keeps this up. Defensive player of the year, he would have to be a strong one in any type of secondary cornerback category. And then you could say, yeah, absolutely give him <laughs> give him the defensive player of the year award too. I'm half joking, but I mean he's it's it's an incredible season. It really is. He's playing. He's playing great. 
You have um, DJ Reed, who's playing great also. So both of them playing great. I think they're both like top three, top four, top five corners in the league based on how they're playing and the numbers. So they're playing great. I don't think that that play is going to dip at all this week with who New England is trotting out there at receiver. Um, so it should be good. And then you have Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson in the Denver game, he managed the game truly. Uh, did not look great. He looked like he never got comfortable. Um, their pass rush. Balls. Their pass rush was just relentless. I mean, yeah, their front, their front five, six, seven is top three. Their know. defense. I mean, their pass rush was relentless, and they would send Zach on these wild escape runs, but no one be open either. Right. right. God, he almost it's... he almost made some boneheaded plays. He's yeah, that's, doing a little that... too much of that running around. Right. And he, he and listen, he was Houdini back there making some of these guys miss. For sure. You know, he was he was getting out of the pocket, making the first guy miss, making the second guy second guy miss. Once you make the second guy miss, it's okay, you either make a throw, throw it away. Or throw it away. It and let's just it's like, dude. I I I can't watch it. He's freaking me out oh, with God. the things that he's doing. The blood pressure is just spiking any time after the, the right. Exactly. The it, second it's, guy, it's like got dude, 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 dude. It's insane. Get it's it insane. It, he's like he's like throwing the ball back to the line of scrimmage. He's like slapping the ball off the oh, off the yeah. feet. It's like insane. So. He's got to clean that up. I think just being on the road, like we said, in Green Bay and Denver, those are tough places to play. You lose your star running back. You lose your safety. He uses Corey Davis as a safety blanket more than his tight ends. And AVT was gone. So the offensive line was just trying to figure it out and survive the day. Um, but you, I want to see him kind of – take a, a nice little step forward here this week against the Patriots. I agree. It's time to time for him to put the team on his back a bit, right? Like the team's right. definitely been helping him out. And, you know, again, I'm not saying that they're, they're carrying him along, right? He's been good in the games that we've won for the most part, but I mean, he's undefeated. Right. Right. And, and, you know, he hasn't held us back. I don't think, but um, <clears throat> with the injuries that you just mentioned, we're gonna if we're gonna win more games, there's gonna be a game where he's gonna have to step up and and you know throw a lot and uh, you know get in a shootout with some of these teams. And listen, he's done it. He did it against Pittsburgh. They leaned on him that last drive. You, we couldn't run the ball down the field. We needed to giddy up, go and score a touchdown and win the game. So he made some big throws in that moment on some third and longs, some fourth and longs, and and got us there. We won the game. So it's time for them to start loosening the training wheels a little bit, you know, and who's going to, who's going to make up the difference, the playmaking difference that is gone now with Brees Hall. Like, yes, James Robinson is here and he'll be him and Michael Carter will, you know, they'll form a respectable backfield. I'm, I'm confident in that. And I think if they make a move for a, a legitimate offensive lineman, I'm even more confident in that, but who's going to like, Who's going to start really, like you said, kind of putting this team on their back? It's got to be Zach. I mean, you draft him two overall. And I am in no way, shape, or form 
bitching and complaining about him. I'm not. I love him. I think he's got the talent. I think he's got the head for it. I think he loves loves the, the limelight. He's got the moxie. But I think it's time for him to, to, to take the training wheels off a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. I, I want I, – I sound like a broken record. I still think I'm still looking for his, his signature game. Yeah, me too. And it could have been Tampa last year if they won. That would yeah, have been a signature game. Yeah, out duel Brady down the, yeah, you know, down the stretch. He, yeah. looked, he looked great that he game. And the thing, I don't think LaFleur is doing him any favors. Like, get him out of the pocket. Get him in a rhythm. You know, boot him out. One, two read type of plays. Get the ball out. You know, a five, six-yard game. Let your tight end running back make a play. And just get him comfortable in the game. Get him a couple of easy throws to kind of get the confidence there and and calm the nerves. Like, I'm tired of watching him sit back there. Sit back there, whether it's in the shotgun or, oh, my God, like take a five-step drop. Like, I'm tired of doing that. Stop having him do that and trying to hit a – you know, a 12-yard out on the opposite side of the field. You can do that, but wait until he's in the rhythm and into the game and confident. Then he's he's making those throws because he's got the confidence, confidence and he's letting it rip. Zach's the kind of kid, if, you, if he gets the confidence with his moxie and his arm, he's going to make some sick throws. Yeah, I, he seems more comfortable too when he's when he's on the move and design plays or improvising right. as well, and that alleviates the offensive line for sure. I also want the, use the tight ends more too in those situations, right. right? Have the tight ends roll out as well, and you know, right? Doesn't have to be a sexy. Every play doesn't need to be sexy. Every pass doesn't need to be for no, twenty plus yards. yards. Move the positive sticks. yards. Yeah, move the sticks. Stay ahead of the chains. I've been I've been saying it week after week. Make it second and five, second and six. Then make it third and three or third and four. Keep it manageable. When you get in these third and nines to 11s, it's like, all right, here we go. Someone's going to have to make a nice play here, you know? So you don't want to live and die by that. And you, ju- I've just been seeing it too often. Uh, you know, they did it against Miami. The RPOs, you know, stick that ball in Michael Carter or James Robinson's gut. Read the end, you know, make it a run pass option. That's just what he's comfortable in doing. That's what he did in college. That's what he's his athletic ability. He's he's able to do those types of plays and run that type of offense. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to him hopefully having a nice, comfortable, solid game against New England at home this week. Yeah, I I hope at least that. I want to see – I'm still looking for him to ball out. But, listen, right. I'm not going to complain if we win the game and he no, throws for 200 not. yards and, you know, again, he doesn't fill up the stat sheet. Right, and Chris Sims said it best. He's like, Jets fans are – they're watching their team win, but now all of a sudden they, they, they want to win in a certain way. It's like – no, I get it. You know, we're winning games. That's all that matters at the end of the day. So that's that. That's Denver. That's the injuries. That's the James Robinson ad, the sauce love, which is going to continue. So what do we what do we got from what we're going to start doing is we're going to start taking a post from Jets Facebook. 
right? Chat's Facebook or Twitter, just outlandish. And kind of of highlighted a little bit. Um, I got major egg on my face when we kind of did this and didn't really dedicate like a like what a quote unquote segment for it. But I was roasting kids when they were saying, you know, put AVT at tackle. Remember that? I like went off. I was like, I, I, didn't, I do remember you saying, don't move them over there. And I didn't bring it up because it worked. <laughs> I kind of went a little up and in on some kids and I was wrong. I was wrong. I, the, the guys I thought were clowns were right. So who's the clown? I was the clown when it came to that. Hey, but, listen, you're 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 admitting you're wrong on it's on record. It's on a lot record. of people not don't don't do that these days. So you know what? You're forgiven in my book. <laughs> uh, that's all that matters. So what do you got? What do you got from for us from um, Facebook? Did, I'll tell did you, you what, sent me something the other day, or I sent you one the other day. Well, that was uh, a couple weeks. Uh, I'm gonna. I have a new one, but you know, what? let's go back to that one because that one was so absurd. I'm just gonna go up in our chat. Essentially, I mean, I'm not gonna call out the group specifically because there are there is some good stuff on there, and it's you know, and sure. I don't want to make fun of any group that galvanizes Jets fans, but of course, of course, one of the Jets Facebook groups is just you know. There's just absurd stuff like why don't we trade Zach for Tom Brady or you know it's just <laughs> people make the most outlandish comments. Right. I um, wish I had a Facebook to look at this stuff. Yeah, I, I mean I needed for okay, I got it. This was right after we beat. Um I'm trying to think here. Um who did I just uh who do we just did I I just send you you sent me one recently. Oh, I sent you the. You know, I sent you when I was at the hospital when, when yeah. we were still waiting to see what was going to happen. And you know what? We had a bit of a period where not much was going on, so that's when I wrote the buyer sells. All right, we had just beat the Packers in their in their place in Lambo, and, and someone posted, <laughs> "Who else thinks Zach Wilson is the weakest link on this team?" I mean. Why now? What what gives you reason to think that? Right, and but after 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 that game, after right. that game, you're a clown show for saying that because he looked better in that game than he did in Denver. I'll give that person that credit, but he in that Green Bay game, they were running the ball well. Their defense was playing well. Their special teams was playing very well. He didn't need to do anything crazy. He was hitting his throws. Exactly. They ran the ball a crap ton. And anytime they asked him to throw, he either completed it, threw it away. He played a, just a smart, just a smart, boring game to win, though. Like, I don't understand what that person just because he didn't throw for 250, 300 yards with two touchdowns and whatnot like all of a sudden he's the weakest link so i don't agree with that at all no i, I mean and it's you know again if it's it's one thing if zach threw three picks and we had two defensive touchdowns and escaped green bay with a win but i mean right you know it's not like he was making bad throws or anything like that so even against denver it like it was an ugly game he didn't play good at all but it was like he didn't throw a pick six he didn't get strip sacked. He didn't throw a pick. 
Yeah. You know who threw a pick that gave us the opportunity to put up another field goal to make it an actual touchdown game? Brett Rippin threw the pick. He was the one who made the mistake. Zach knew that his defense was going to win him that game. He said such. He said, he's like, I didn't need to, the defense was playing. The defense was winning this game for us there in that environment. That's a mature way of thinking that it's like, okay, listen, I understand how this game's playing. I understand how it's working out. I understand how it's going. I just need to let this game play out exactly how it's playing out and we're going to win. And that's exactly what he did. You know, it, it, listen, if he did that sack where he spun around three times like a ballerina and dropped the ball on the ground, which I thought it was a fumble, but they ruled him down by contact. If that went the other way and Denver scores there and kind of runs away with the game, then you could say, hey, listen, in this game, he was our weakest link. He he kind of put us in a bad position. Yeah, but th- again, like you said, this was after the Green Bay win. Right, but this was a this was after the Green Bay win where, yeah, it, it's 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 we, we dominated. We dominated the game, and Zach looked comfortable and and good. So I I mean, listen, I gotta say the comments have become less absurd when you're on a winning streak. Of course, um, but I do have another one that was posted today. Someone said, "Does this whole and and you know we're not gonna say any names or anything." And no, no. um, again, this isn't to really. I mean, it is to a bit call out some fans a bit just on some absurd statements, but. It's all in jest. Uh, yeah. Someone said, I, know, I normally don't see any say anything on this page, but I got to say something now. Oh, we need <laughs> When you preface it with that, it's yeah. never good. We need, I liked Robbie Anderson, and I liked him as a Jet, and I want to. I got to say that if he had a Jets jersey on now, we would be number one. He doesn't really clarify what number one exactly means, but I guess. I'm sorry, number one? Best team in the league, I guess, which yeah, we're not far Robbie off Anderson- from. Robbie Anderson makes us better than Buffalo. And then he kind of Robbie goes, Anderson makes us better than Kansas City. He kind of just goes on to say what I don't know, it's it's kind of a ramble that doesn't make sense and you get you get your <laughs> fair hair fair share of that. But essentially this guy claiming that if we if we still had Robbie Anderson, this would completely put us over the top and we would be the best team in the league in the league. And Rem- remember there was a brief <laughs> moment when Anderson walked. He went to Carolina, and we brought in Perryman, Rashad Perryman. Correct. Yes. And it didn't it didn't go well for us, like no. at all. You know, Robbie was doing well in, in Carolina with Sam, so it was like kind of double egg on our face. But then it just it it eroded quick. It was like. Oh, so these are the players that we were thinking were going to be franchise players, but we were only winning four games a year, and then they go somewhere else, and it's like, no, they're just they're not worth investing. Like we we literally we literally had no talent, so we didn't understand what real talent was. Right. I mean, at the time on some of those teams, Robbie Anderson was one of our better players. So you lose that and you you know, you just don't have a total sense of what's going what on. the top talent in the league is like. And I, you know, when all said and done, there were some great throws, throws and catches with Sam and Robbie, some great sure. deep balls. Robbie runs a great deep ball when he gets free, but he can't do much more than that. And 
That's it. And he's yeah. he you saw him his last game in Carolina. He got kicked off the sideline. They sent him back to the to the tunnel to the locker room. They yeah, and the next day he's always he, he always kind of had that attitude problem too, right? And, you know, he was always. arrested and he said some nasty stuff and he just he his demeanor's never been been the best in my opinion. No, he got after um Sam on the sideline in right, Carolina. Tight, tighten up, right? That's what it looked like he yeah. was saying. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So it's like, come on, dude. So, yeah, listen, whoever said that, I respectfully disagree. I mean, he played <laughs> – he debuted for Carolina, uh, for Arizona, and granted, you know, he didn't do much. Zero catches, zero yards. So – he wasn't really featured much probably because he was there for a week and it was the same week that DeAndre Hopkins came back. But like, oh God, people like we have Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Oh, Elijah Moore. I'll tell you what, I don't have one off the top of my head, but just seeing some Twitter, I, you know, I was just kind of catching up on the Elijah Moore situation on Twitter and just sure seeing some, some of the fans suggest what, who who we should trade Elijah Moore for? It's <laughs> just just hilarious. Um, I know. I just I, someone had us swapping with one of the Giants linemen. Um, I want to say it's the rookie, the Neil uh, Neil Evan Neal. Yeah, because oh, the Giants would do God. that in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Listen, the Giants need a receiver, but they're not gonna. No, they don't need one that bad. No, they're, they're then, six to one. I saw a suggestion to swap with them again for for Kadarius. Oh. Um, I nah, just it is Who just funny. Today? Yes, he did. He did. Um, uh, Chiefs, right? Be a stud in Kansas City. Yeah. Oh God, if you can talk about getting landing in a perfect place, but but um, I don't know. Twitter's Twitter's funny. You take it with a grain of salt. Um, of course, all these yeah, comments, it, but uh, yeah, that's still fun little little segment to, to clown oh on some God, fans. Sure. we're gonna we're gonna do that every week that and the buy or sell is every week we'll just run through a couple of things but you know hitting on elijah moore um you know what i'm gonna save this for when we talk about him in the past but let's, let's get it, into yeah. it the pats week this is it's pats week week eight uh one o'clock game at metlife um supposed to be a clear day weather is not supposed to be any sort of a factor um I'm watching Lamar Jackson just run around in circles right now and then complete a – oh, no, never mind. Um, they just – they're on a short week. They did not look good at home against Chicago, who is not a good team. Uh, they're banged up. They got Duggar, their starting safety, who's a stud. He hasn't practiced the past two days with an ankle. They got uh, Mark Andrews, their starting center, out with a concussion. Uh, and there's one more guy that they have out. Um, yeah, they're kind of coming in here short week. You got Mac Jones starting for them this week. Um, they got a start bit the of, whole game. Who knows? Yeah, a bit of a controversy over there at QB. I was surprised that they pulled him against the Bears. I mean, I know uh, all about what you just said about you don't you know they sh- shouldn't drop a game at home to them. But were you surprised that that they had Zappin? So Christian Barrymore is the, the starting D tackle. He's the last guy who's been out. So it's okay. Duggar, Kyle Duggar, Christian Barrymore, and David and- David Andrews, who will most likely not play this weekend. Okay. Um, 
Those are three pretty solid names for them. But I wasn't surprised to see Mac Jones pulled because Bailey Zappi, he held his own when Mac Jones went down with the high ankle sprain. Right. He held his own. And Mac Jones didn't look good. He didn't look good. And Bill Belichick, he doesn't care. He doesn't care when he, he drafted you. He doesn't care where you went to college and how much he's paying you. If if you don't look good and you're not performing well and you are being the weakest link of the team, he's going to make a change. Mid-game, after the game, he's just he's gonna rip the band-aid off. So I wasn't surprised to see Bailey Zappi come in. You, you know what drives me nuts about Patriots fans? It's like they caught legendary lightning in the bottle with Brady. You know, a fourth-round pick, he comes in, he's the GOAT, best ever. And now Bailey Zappi, it's like the place loses their mind when he comes into the game because they think <laughs> they got another you know, they just, you know, It's like they think, oh, he th- I mean, he threw the touchdown pass, and I think he threw two of them. So the place was going crazy. And then, you know, the Chicago Bears have, you know, professional coaching staff. They made some adjustments, and they took him out for the rest of the game. Like, he didn't do anything the rest of the way. I don't think they have a quarterback. In, in either one of them, I don't think they have a quarterback. I'm Mac Jones, huh? I, I He didn't look great his rookie year, but I mean, got him to the playoffs. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, he kind of managed the games, right? He manages the games. Listen, they're a well-coached team. Yes. Bill check is still there. They, they're going to be. But this is the thing. He had Josh McDaniels last year. He has jo- he had Josh McDaniels God, in his year last right. year with Bill Belichick. Now he's got he's got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling the offensive plays. That's not good. Two That's two failures. Good. That's not good. That's Patricia, not. I don't understand. Patricia was D coordinator, right? Hasn't he been a D guy? Yeah, his entire life, his entire coaching career, he was a, a defensive coordinator or a linebackers coach or anything on the defensive side of the ball, he was there. So all of a sudden, now he's going to be an offensive coordinator. Yeah, so seems, seems I don't understand that. And I get, listen, Bill Belichick, I'm not taking anything away from him. I can't stand him, but he's one of, if not the best coach of all time. He's won, obviously, we all know he's won. We all know he's won all those Super Bowls. Yes. But, like, what is that What is that thought process there? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why he just didn't bring in an offensive coordinator or promote one of the offensive assistants on his staff. Oh, right. It's not like he couldn't find one. Who the hell wouldn't want to go in and, and coach under Belichick, right? And who within – or why couldn't you find a guy within? So, I don't know. Is right. he just kind of – I yeah, don't I don't reward, get it. Is he bringing his old guys back or didn't make it? To get, I don't know. So that's it. Seems weird, but it is weird. And so, so you got Mac Jones coming in. He's starting with uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling the plays. We'll see how that goes. If you take the uniforms off, take the Jet helmets, put them to the side. Page. The Jets have the better team on paper. The Jets have the better team on paper. For the first time in a while, the Jets have more talent on the roster than New England Patriots do. It's like not even close. The pa- the Patriots are 
you know, we've just we've been tormented and seen them for years with Brady and Belichick. It's like ingrained in our brain and our souls. It's not that team anymore. No. Tom Brady's not coming and taking the field on on Sunday. So it's a different team. I I don't know. I'm not. Let's turn it around, man. Let's turn it around. I'm hundred percent. So you know, we had that. We had the Dolphins stat we talked about, right? Dolphins won eight of nine. Boom, beat the Dolphins. I think right now, here this is one. This one's even scarier. But I think I'm reading correctly. The Pats have won twelve straight <laughs> over the Jets. Twelve straight, and I'm pretty sure they've like the average like margin of victory that they've had is like twenty points. Would like, not ins- would not surprise me. That's insane. So, uh, did you hear? Did you hear Ulbrich today talk? I did not. No, he was just—he was just more like, yeah, like I remember the game, I remember the score, I remember them being up forty, and still taking shots down the field. Like I remember that. He's like, he's like, I've had this game marked on my calendar for since the schedule. I love it. So, listen, and the players are kind of echoing it. You know, I heard Dan Grassa today, who does the night show on ESPN after the Michael K show. He came on and he said, he's like. Yeah, I've been talking to the guys in the locker room. They remember the game, the guys who were here. They remember. They remember the score. They remember, you know, the Patriots. It was after we went up to Foxborough and lost that game. They hurt Zach. There's pictures of this. If you go on Twitter or Google or something of Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia on the field when it's completely empty, having a cocktail, having a drink or something. Like they literally were having a drink and cheersing to just kicking the shit out of us up there in Foxborough. So I am just so ready for this franchise and this team to go back to what it was the pre Brady days, the 2000s, the 90s, where we would beat the Patriots. And if we beat them, we beat them. Sometimes we would beat them handily. Sometimes it'd be a dogfight, but just. I'm just so I'm so ready for it. I'm so sick of them, their team, the uniforms, Belichick. I'm just I I hate them. So, and I think they this team just has so many young guys and so many good vets who had no really experience in this rivalry. Whether you're a rookie and you have no experience in it, or a vet who was playing in the NFC or on another AFC team, like. They don't care about the Patriots. They don't care about those 12 games. They weren't here for it. That that's kind of been the theme, right? Like they don't they're used to winning. These guys they're, right. they're used to winning in college and they're going to keep doing that in the NFL. So. Right? They they're used to winning in college. They're used to winning whether they were on the Bucks or the 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 49ers or whatever other teams these the, the Vikings like these guys don't care about Oh, so the, the the Jets lost to the Patriots last year, or they've lost twelve years. That's great. Like, okay, like I, I was a junior in college, or mm-hmm. I was I wasn't even here. I was on this team. Like, I don't care. They pro- they're, they're just gonna they're they're gonna line up and say, all right, like I have no problem smacking you in the mouth. Yeah, they're probably amped up to be like part of the team that changes the narrative, right? Of course, part of the team that yeah. turns around or ends that streak. Absolutely. So I hope MetLife is rocking. There is there is no excuse. If 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 you're a Jets fan and you're on the fence about going to this game, 
We haven't been to a game in a while. I mean, this is the one to go to. This is this is this is huge. I want to see the huge. stadium rocking like it hasn't rocked in years. I like we haven't seen, and you were at this game, but we haven't seen MetLife Stadium be MetLife Stadium since 2015 against the Patriots. That game when we won oh. in overtime. Oh man, yeah, what a game! Place was place was nuts. It was nuts. You, it, we're we're rocking the stealth black uniforms, tops, bottoms, and the helmets, which I love. But like, they, we need rally towels, and this place just needs to be loud, loud and uncomfortable. Absolutely, and I think it will be. It has to be. But you'll get you'll get fans that travel from Boston. Of course, um, you'll, you'll see your pocket pocket of Patriots fans. You always do. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But have them sit there, like just like the Dolphins fans did, but their thumbs up their asses. Oh, I love it, man. You know, it's 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 time. You know, like on third and longs, get loud. Third and shorts, get loud. Like we have watched so much losing, and I get it. You know, we beat the Browns. We came back home against the Bengals. There was a lot of Bengals fans. Then we go. Who would we play after the Bengals? We played Steelers. Steelers, Steelers on the road. Steelers on the road. We won that game. We came back against Miami. Yep. There were a lot of Jets fans there, but there were a lot of Miami fans there just because there's so many fan clubs in the city. But that stadium was loud once we started to – once they started to realize, like, okay, you know what? We're in this game. Miami's not going to come in here and beat our ass like we're used to the past few years. So it got loud. It got uncomfortable. It got uncomfortable for Miami fans. So we need that Miami crowd environment turned up three notches this week against this Patriots team. Plus, I think not that you need any added bonus, but I think DeBrick's going into the ring of honor, right? DeBrick's going into the ring of honor. Uh, Yeah, that's this weekend. Wow. Okay. So, you know what? Another reason. If you liked, if you loved DeBrick, who. He was the last jersey that I rocked with consistency. Get to the stadium. Yeah, get there. I my cousin's going. He offered me a ticket to go. And it's, you know, really good seat. I think they have like a VIP type thing. I don't I'm not gonna go just because I'm gonna be home rocking my burial swig in my own environment for this game. You but can't change you can't life, change that routine up, man. No, That's I can't working. It's been working. But if you're going, you have tickets, get to the tailgate early, drink, hang out, talk some shit, have fun, spark a cigar, and get in that stadium and make it loud. And make it loud. And then and this Jets team, I think, is going to come out guns blazing. The defense is going to be flying all over the field. I'm ready for it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun, and I like the matchup. I like the matchup. Do you have any matchups in mind? I got two. Okay. Um, one we kind of already touched on, but we can kind of get in. We can we can do this one quickly. Okay. Um, it's more of a mental thing, right? It's it's Zach Wilson versus. Uh, I'm going to just call it Belichick, right? Sure. Belichick seems to terrorize young QBs. Right. Um, I believe last year Zach had. Uh, did he play both against? 
them yeah, last he played year? the home opener. Right. And he threw like three or four picks. Yeah, that one. I did he, but still the second. All right, forget it. Right. So I want to see Zach come back with a much more mature approach. I want to see him handle Belichick. Um, right. I agree. Because and mentally, think... mentally, that would be a big step for us, right? We're gonna. That's gonna need to not be a thing anymore. Is is is? I mean, Belichick, like you said, is always gonna be Belichick, but right. That's a big thing to kind of traverse. It goes all the way back to. I mean, God, you know, Sam Darnold talking about the ghosts, and you know what right. Bill Belichick can do to a young rookie right. or second year QB. So, right. um, and you know what? I think if. Zach went into Lambeau and went into Denver and lost those games for us. I would be more concerned about him against this Patriots team. But he went into those places. He went into Pittsburgh, won the game for us, or put like really contributed to putting us in a position to win. And then and then played well enough to keep the team in the game to win in both of those other matchups. So I'm super, I'm not going to say super, but I'm very comfortable and confident that he, especially being at home, will just play a more relaxed, fundamental, like you said, mature game against Belichick and the Patriots this time around. Yeah, it's going to help that it's at home too and not starting out on the road. A hundred percent. And like if you watched him last year, Against the Pats, it was our home opener. He was all jacked up. He was he was he was throwing balls all over the yard, and he wasn't reading anything. He was just heaving shit up there, like that. That's not going to work. And if you watch that game, or when you were watching that game, our defense was sacking Mac Jones. He's not mobile. They were getting to Mac Jones. They were turning the ball over. They were forcing three and outs. If Zach played anything, if he's turned the ball over once and played any type of fundamental football at the QB position, who knows what that game turns into? You know, our defense was doing a hell of a job that game, and then it just got out of hand. So, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I'm interested to see how he plays against Bill Belichick and the Patriots at home. And just be more of a mature year two quarterback and just put his players, get his guys the ball and let them go make some plays. Yeah. And for the in my for the record, I there's no reason to think he can't. Um no, but it's still not, no. judging by his body of work so far. But um I still think it's a hurdle to sure. kind of get over, right? He clear that I'm sure he thinks that too. Yeah, absolutely. It just listen, there's that name, his, Belichick's name, his, just his presence alone, his body of work—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, its own element. So, right. Um, I—I am looking forward. I'll say this: I'm looking forward to see Zach approach it with a more mature, mature approach than he uh, than he did last year. So that's um—that's one of my key matchups. All right. What else? What's your other one? Um, the new the new look run game. Um, I think yeah. the you know the Pats. Still gonna have a great defense, and I, I think that they just always have um, good, good, um, good front four and good, good, uh, you know, linebackers and right. They're disciplined. Yeah, they're well coached. That's that's Belichick's thing. He's a defensive minded coach. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So kind of with the same approach is um, 
because I think we have the edge on defense, and if they have an edge, it's probably on defense as well. So I want to see how, without Brees, James Robinson in the mix, I want to see how we're going to call call plays in the run game and um, just see if the run game is still an asset we can use because that that goes hand-in-hand with Zach also having a good game. Right. I'm excited to see Michael Carter. You know, Michael Carter played well for us last year. He was – he was a name that we spoke about very highly in the offseason this year just because we didn't know what Brees was really going to be. You know, rookie running back's a rookie running back. So we leaned a lot on what Michael Carter did last year and hoping he would do the same this year. And, you know, Brees took a lot of those reps and that limelight away. But now it's Mike's show. It's it's Michael Carter's show. And I'm confident that he could – you know, he's 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 shifty, he's quick, he doesn't go down easy for a little back. He's good out of the backfield in terms of the screen game and the passing game. So I think he's gonna have success. And I think he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, you heard Salas say on I think it was Monday before they made the Robinson move. It's like, okay, I want you to go in the locker room and tell Michael Carter he can't do it. Go tell Michael Carter he can't do it. Like, so I'm excited to see how he plays. I think he's going to be, I think I'm confident that he'll have success. I'm not worried about him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm interested to see how much James Robinson plays. I think we might see a little bit of Ty Johnson this week, just because he's been in the system longer than James Robinson and whatnot. And I think James Robinson will be more acclimated next week, but I, I think we're going to see James Robinson also. But, yeah, I think if we can continue to keep running the football, and they're going to try to because that's that's our game. That's what our offense – if we can run the football, I've said it time and time again on our show, it, it opens things up, and that will do nothing like you said. It will go, it'll go hand-in-hand hand to Zach's success in this game. Run the football. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I'm confident Michael Carter can. I am too. He's looked. I mean, he's done everything asked of him. Uh, I think just the only thing he's not that home run, home run hitter that Brees was, but I mean that's what what that that's fine. that's what the great dynamic between them was. But right. I mean, Carter has shown on the goal line he could be the guy, right? Um, and just and not, uh, and know, not, still gave us chunk yards, right? And not every team needs a home run threat. It's like a luxury, you know. It's right. Not every team has a, a, a running back that could house call it. So it's all right. Like that's fine. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Michael Carter. He's he's a leader on this team. He's a leader on this team. The guys love him. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for this opportunity for him. Hey, listen. If he balls, and he very well could, and he has you know he has a nice strong year too, and you know we're talking about him towards the end of the year and whatnot. You know that that does nothing that but just give us confidence going into 2023 with him and Brees coming back from the injury and James Robinson as well. So this is a big opportunity for Michael Carter and I have confidence in him and I'm excited. I'm excited to watch him play. Yeah. So it'll be good. Yeah. So essentially I guess my, my matchups are you combine them. It's just, let's see how this new look offense is this second year. Zach run offense is against Belichick. Mine is on the defensive side of the ball. Mine is our our defensive front, the the four man pass rush, and our linebackers. Our our pass rush just 
Mac Jones is not mobile. No. He's not mobile. He's going to sit back there. Their starting center is going to be out. I need Quinn and Williams and Sheldon Rankins to live in that backfield. Make it uncomfortable for Mac Jones to step up in the pocket. I want him looking at his feet. I want him looking down at the line before he's, his eyes come up to read the field. So he'll be late on everything, which will lead to interceptions. Like I need this defensive line with this fan base being loud to just pin their ears back and get after Mac Jones. And I think if they can do that and disrupt him and just make him uncomfortable, it, it's going to just make it a long day for him. And if they decide to put Zappy in, do the same thing to him. This defensive line can take over games like they did in Green Bay. And they need to do it this week and be jacked up with the, the, the fan base behind them and get after Mac Jones, who's just going to be a statue back there. I hope we smoke him. I mean, again, after the 50, <laughs> what was it, the 50 spot? Last year, right? Yeah, it was like 50 to 14, I think, was the final. I want him just taking hits. I'm even willing to, if it's worth, you know, a couple, one or two 15-yard, you know, late hits or roughing, I want him rattled. I want him, I want to see us knock him out of the game. Right. And you never root for injuries, but I want him lit up. Yeah, yeah. As as nice as I can say, I want him out of the game. (laughs) Yeah out of the game without saying I directly want him injured. I just – I want us to tee off. I'm with you. I'm I agree. With you. And and the linebackers, you got Quincy, you got Mosley, they got Quan. They're playing great ball. They're playing great ball. And, you know, I thought – and I still do. You know, you bring in a young rookie linebacker maybe next year to kind of be a depth guy and learn behind them. But these three guys are playing well. They're playing good football. They hit so hard. They're going sideline to sideline. They're filling the lanes when teams trying to attack us on the edge. They're there. You know, they're doing well in coverage on the tight ends and running backs. Like, if the defensive line and those three guys can communicate and really kind of just make the middle of the field uncomfortable for everyone, it's going to be, there's going to be some good things for us. So I'm just, I'm excited to watch our defense at home now with some fan support and that place getting loud and uncomfortable, you know, and, and them just becoming more and more acclimated to the system and their communication with one another. I'm excited for it. I think, I think that could be a huge part of the game for us on that, on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. I love their, I love the, you know, Mosley and Quan. I love their leadership. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bit, I don't want to say understated because you and I know that that's there, but I think it's just you're not seeing them again make the flashy plays or anything like that. They're just solid veteran linebackers that have been just holding it down and and um, kind of the field generals, right? Um, yeah. And and I I feel like we haven't had that in a while either. Yeah. Right? We haven't had a, a a leadership identity on defense, and and we have it with those guys. I agree. I agree. So that's my matchup. You got yours. The Pats game is going to be fun. It's going to be a good environment. I'm confident. I think we're going to come out prepared and ready to play. I think Sal is going to have these guys ready to play. 
in this game. The division game has been the focus for this franchise coming into this year. You know, like I said, they have signs in all their meetings, all their meeting rooms on the East. So I think they're going to be prepared. I think they're going to be well coached. They're going to be ready to rock at home after being on the road two weeks in a row. They're going to be refreshed to be back at home. Um, and I think I think we're going to be in a good spot. I think we're going to be in a good spot here. And let's let's turn the tables. Let's turn the tables. Let's make this oh, division a, a Buffalo Jet Miami division race. Um, you know, it's 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 our three teams. It's it's one of us. It's it's our time for sure. Absolutely. If they beat the Pats this weekend, we can officially say the tides are turning. I think. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's time. It's, it's time. time. We're we're long overdue. I'm tired of hearing about you know. I'm just tired of the Pats and hearing about them. Their fans, like you said, you know, they think they got the – every time a quarterback comes in, they think they got the next Brady. It's I unbelievable. Know. It drives me nuts. It's, But we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a good game. If you're going to the game, get loud, have fun, be reckless, uh, be safe. But, you know, just just make it a, a good environment and, and, and be the 12th man for us. That'll be that'll be huge for the guys out there as well, especially after being on the road those two weeks. So, you want to get into it? You want to do a little buy or sell? I do, man. And and just I'm amped for this game. I, this is probably the most amped I'll be in a while. Um, so last, you know, I can't think of the last time we real. I think probably what the game you mentioned I was at last time we faced the faced the Pats with, you know, with some meaning in the season. So. Yeah, um, I'm good. just excited overall, man. It's um, it's a great position for us to be in, and uh, keep enjoying it. You know, um, I was, I was one last thing. I was listening to the radio today. They were talking about the game, the matchup, what it could mean, yada yada yada. I had butterflies. I had butterflies already. Oh hell yeah! It's Thursday night, <laughs> like, and I'm sitting here with butterflies. So. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited too, and we'll hey, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Hopefully, there's more victory shots in our future. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, that's been going nice. That's I got to polish nice. off that bottle. I think I'm yeah. towards. The, I think I'm towards the end of it. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Buy or sell. Buy or sell. Nick's gonna run through some um, buy or sell uh, points, questions, discussion points. I'll I'll lead with my answer. Nick will give his, and uh, let's let's see what you got this week. All right, man. Um, you would trade a loss last week to the Broncos if it meant AVT and Brees were not out for the year. That's a great – that's probably your best buy or sell question you've had so far because I've asked myself that same question since that game probably more than a normal person should. Um, oh, man. Winning is the ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate goal, right? Right. Is winning. So I sell it. You sell me the win. Give me the win. Give me the win on the road. You know, it's one win could be the difference between making it in the wild card or not. And that game is against an AFC opponent. It wasn't like a a a Bucks or a Packers or a Saints where it doesn't really affect our standings within the conference. Um, so for that, I, I sell it, you know, I'll, I, I take the win. I take okay. The win. Yeah. This, I gave myself a tough, tough conundrum too at this. Um, it's tough. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, you know what? I'll just, I'll play, I'll go opposite. I'm going to buy it and say that I'm confident we're going to still win enough games uh, or we would have won enough games with them. Um, and just, I, I, I'm even while I'm saying this, I don't even like this answer. It's tough. Uh, I know. It's I don't tough. know. And, all right. Well, listen, I'll I'll, st- I'll say it. I'll just say I wish we had them back. And, you know, in the long run, if, if this loss didn't, if the loss would have meant nothing, we would have won a bunch of games, then then I would have wished they're back. So oh, for sure. I'll buy it. But uh, it's a tough one. And can't it just put, you know, puts this, the importance on or, or puts the spotlight on how important they, they have been to, for us to this point. So, oh, but hey, listen, they'll be back. They'll be back. They're That's young. Right. You're they're, right. They're, they're rookies. They're second-year players. They'll be back. So we're good to go. They'll be back next year. They'll, they'll pick up right where they left off. All right, moving along. Uh, we, uh, we're going to see Bailey Zapp. We're going to see – what did you say? Bailey, uh, Bailey Zapp. Bailey Zappi. He's going to be in the game. Zappy or whatever. He's going to be in the game at some point uh, uh, this Sunday. I'm buying it. I think we're going to see Bailey Zappi in the game, and he will start the rest of the way for the Patriots. Wow. So we're the ones that oh, – when's that? when has that happened before? <laughs> it's going to happen this weekend, so buckle Great. up, big boy. I like it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I want us teeing off on well, both anyone who comes into the game and plays quarterback for them, but I want but it's us teeing like, off on Mac. I'm pretty sure Mac Jones got the full week of work last week. Before Chicago, I I could be wrong. I I didn't nah, yeah, I think he has been right, and he got it again this week. So right, so it's like, what's the difference? So I'm buying it. I say we see Bailey Zappi, and I think at some point next week we're gonna hear that Bailey Zappi's the quarterback for the Patriots for the foreseeable future, or at least the for the remainder of this season. All right, um, moving along. They show that stupid, stupid highlight of Bledsoe getting hurt against the, the stadium Jets. or on the air. On TV, sorry, on TV. Oh, bye. <laughs> if, if that was if the, if there was a money line on that, it would be they're showing that minus one thousand. Yeah, more. This should be more of an over under, right? How many Dude, times what? will they show it? Oh, it, it's going to be – they're going to be before the game. It's going to be – they're going to go through the history of the rivalry. They're, I bet you they're even going to show Belichick leaving us at the at the podium. Oh. And they're 100, 100% minus 1,000. I wish it was a prop on a gambling site, and I would, I would put everything that I have on it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think they're going to show it. Yeah, that's gonna, so yeah. funny that you oh. brought that up because that's such like a – such a CBS Fox thing to do, you know, Absolutely. pregame. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I hope they do it when I'm, uh, you know, taking care of the baby or going to get something from the fridge. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah. I don't want to see it, but I, I think we will. All right. Uh, James Robinson out touches Carter. Nah, I'm going to sell that. I think Michael Carter is going to be the featured guy. I think James Robinson's going to get his spells. I think he's going to get touches. Um, but I think this offense is going to th- go through Michael Carter. I think they're going to give him give him a shot. Now, is it if you're James Robinson, how hard is it for him to come in and learn the playbook? Well, apparently, as he, a running back or you know any any player, I guess. 
Yeah, so apparently he ran a similar system in Jacksonville his first year. I'm just trying to think. So it was Urban Meyer last year, Doug Peterson. So with Doug Marone, right? That was yes. the last coach? I th- yes, so I believe so. I'm pretty sure he ran a zone running scheme, blocking scheme under that staff. So I'm pretty sure he has that familiarity. Um, you know, obviously, and he even said, he's like, you know, I have to, he's like, it's week eight. It's not week one. He's like, I have to kind of catch up here, but these guys are professionals. They're going to, they're going to hit the playbook. They're going to, they're going to learn, you know, a, a, a group of plays and kind of just do it in groupings. So he'll learn a group of plays this week. And then they'll add another group of plays next week on him that he could be featured in. And then before you know it, he's, you know, he's got, you know, a nice sized package in the playbook and he's, you know, just one of the guys. Plus it's game planning. Game planning is, is huge. Every game's different. Every, every game's different. So they're going to feature him in different ways, you know, against different teams. So, um, yeah, I think he'll he'll be good in this system eventually. All right, all right. So um, something to look, definitely something to look at and see how that splits out. But uh, yeah, definitely sure. a, oh, a yeah. revamped a revamped rushing attack. Um, yeah. All right, I gave you this one last week. Uh, not I hadn't realized that he was out, so I'm kind of redoing it. Elijah Moore, four or more catches. I think he. I think I'm gonna buy it. I think he'll okay. have. Especially with Corey Davis out, um, and the unfortunate drama that he caused last week, which we won't get into, but I think he has more than four catches. I'm going to say he has a touchdown this week. Oh, I like it. Okay, I think he's going to have a touchdown this week, and he's going to make the Jets fans decide whether they want to boo his ass or <laughs> cheer for him. Um, but I think he's going to be a factor in this game. Yeah. He almost needs to with, with Davis out. Um, and you know, again, less focus on breeze with him being out. So I like Elijah Moore. I like Elijah Moore. Yeah, he has he's... all the talent in the world. He's a good kid. He says all the right things. I don't know what happened, who he was listening to. Kind of, it was weird. Who yeah. he didn't advise in this situation. Um, but what's done is done. And listen, he's not saying he hates the organization, he hates the coaching staff, he he's sick of losing. He wants the ball. Like that's a good problem for the Jets to have. Like when was the last time we had a player who wanted out of here because he wasn't getting touches? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been weird. Yeah. It's weird. So I, I think he, he'll bounce back. I think he's going to I think he's going to have more than four catches this week. And I think personally, I'll go out. I'll add a little extra caveat to it. I think he's going to have a touchdown. All right. I like it. I hope he does. Listen, I'd, I'd love nothing more for him to have a big game. Um, well, you know, I'm going to hold off. We'll get back to this because he may come back in a little bit in this segment. Um, hang tight. Hang tight. I'll, I'll hold my sure. tongue here. All right. Next one. Uh, Zach, two or more passing touchdowns. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I'm buying it. I just, I just, I'm buying it. I'm going to positive vibes only. I think he's, 
I think one goes to Conklin. I think one goes to Moore. I love it. Yeah, get the tight ends. I feel like you and I say this every week, right? Get the tight ends involved more. I still think there's a lot of meat on the bones with them. Get me on the goddamn horn. Get me on the horn. I want to talk to a couple people in that building. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, Okay. Yeah, I I just want to see Zach step up. I tried to – I was originally going to make this a passing yards one, but I really – don't know. He's been all kind of all over the place. So let's let's right. go with uh, let's go with some TDs. Uh, two or yeah. more, we like it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with you on that. Um, all right, next two, we're, we're gonna we're gonna change a little pace. Uh, get into my favorite um, subject, food. Oh, uh, let's go. All right, I know you're a nachos fan, right? Right, right, but right. Beef is a better topping than chicken. On, on nachos. On, on nachos. I am. I'm, I like chicken. Wow. Okay. I like I like that like shredded chicken on the nachos. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And now, is, so is that your favorite? Like, do you like? Any, is there anything else you like on nachos? I mean, in terms of like, well, meat? let's say um, as a protein. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, you know what? Take us through your ideal nachos. I like the the shredded chicken with the jalapenos. Obviously, the cheese, the sour cream. You like the shredded um, cheese, or the or like the the nacho, the you know the the liquid gold. Oh, I like the, the nacho gold clumpy cheese, where <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes I throw a little salsa on it. Oh my god, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm starving right now. So um, yeah, I'm sorry. They're good. I, nachos are my weak, but I haven't had them in the longest time. And there's like a restaurant by us. They had the best. They don't have them anymore. So I got to find a new spot. But yeah, uh, the jalapenos, I wasn't too much of a spice guy until I met Marie. And I don't even know how much she likes jalapenos, but I just feel like ever since I've gotten more into spicy, I love the jalapeno kick on the nachos. It's so good. Now you like the the pickled ones out of the jar? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. This is so good. I haven't had nachos. Have I had nachos yet for game day? I don't know. I can't remember. But you're gonna have uh, any time to make your pizzas this week? No, <laughs> I'm not doing. Not. No, we're gonna be probably order something. No. That's why I did that. I was like, you know, I don't know when the next time I'm gonna be able to do this. So that's uh, true. That was a good call it. on your behalf. Yeah. All right. Sticking with food, hot wings are better than honey barbecue wings. Um, well, you know, the I'm hot buying that you're, you're I'm a buying hot wing guy, you're a hot wing guy, yeah. I'm a hot wing guy with blue cheese. Oh, that's good too. Well, that's a good one too. Blue cheese or ranch, so you're you have blue cheese. So, I'm a ranch freak, like, I love ranch so much. Like, people put it in my stocking for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, but when it comes to wings, I'm a blue cheese guy. I agree, I like actually. He's on the wing. Yeah, I love blue cheese. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I'm my favorite flavor is honey barbecue. So I, I'm I'm gonna go the opposite. Um, honey barbecue is good. I mean, listen, I'm a big boy. I'll I'll eat what I need to eat. Yeah, <laughs> but I prefer I prefer the hot wing, like the you, the medium or mild wing, is the classic is buffalo. My, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my. Th- I like Parmesan garlic. That's good too. I was gonna say any other flavors that. Uh, that you like Parmesan in the rotation. garlic. Nice. Yeah. Chipotle barbecue, like the dry rub. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Delicious. From Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. 
Yeah. Speaking of, have you tried the sauce yet? No. Oh, my God. That's so true. Me neither. Me neither. We need to get the sauce. You know what? I might swing by Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow and see if they got the sauce in the jar still. Yeah. It was limited. Maybe a limited run. So who knows? I I polished off all those pumpkin beers, the seasonal beers that was, were kind of oh, yeah. going hand in hand with our run that we have. I kind of put a, a nice dent in them last week just because that game was so stressful. I yeah, might have I a problem, a but it is what it is. Hey, we got to um, get more. Just got to get gonna more. Go. Yeah, I'm going to go Saturday. I have to go pick up some at the distributor because I need, I need that vibe flowing, you know. Yeah. So – is the kid gonna watch the game this week, or at least be in the room with you? Yeah, he he was for uh, for the Broncos game, so you know he's one and zero. That's great. He's one and zero. He Jack, doesn't Jack too. Jack's brought some good luck. Yeah, they they don't know the Jets is a they they only know the Jets is a winning team. So maybe you know again maybe right. this is it. You know, I would have or... had a kid ten years ago if I knew that was gonna turn <laughs> yeah, the table. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My God. Um. But no, this was good. Are you done with the buys or buy ourselves? Is that it? Uh, I got two more, but um, we can just go through them quick. And they're more of like, uh, well, one of them's a little, one's like a leading, like we're both going to probably say yes. So, all right. Part two of the Elijah Moore. We're going to get an apology from him next week. Uh, apology. I'm going to, I'm going to sell it. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we're going to get him saying, I'm sorry for what. I just I think he's just gonna say something generic along the lines of you know I was frustrated I could have handled it differently you know I'm just trying to make plays for the team and kind of just leave it at that. Fair enough, fair enough. I would even accept that as an apology. But yeah, uh, me too. Yeah. If that if that classifies as an apology, then yeah, I'll buy it. But yeah, that's what I think we're gonna get. Yeah, I'm thinking you know if he has a big game, obviously then he'll have to talk to the media after, and you know we could yeah. get his view on how this all played out. So. I'd be. I'm interested to see how he sounds towards the media. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I just. I hope it's done after this week, right? I just hope it's done. So, uh, and then my final one, man. Revenge. We're gonna hang forty or more on him. Forty or more. I'm gonna just sell it, just because it's a not a common thing for this team to do. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna sell it, but who knows? I mean, shit. If. If this game gets out of hand, kind of like the Miami game, then it might. But I'm going to sell it. I don't think we're going to hang 40 on them per se. Okay. That's a lot. I'm going to buy it um, because I want it to happen. That's simply yeah. (laughs) Me too. Even though. Hey, listen, if it happens, I'll take, I'll, I'll lose on that buy or sell all day. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. So um, this was good. It was good to have you back this week. it's great to be back. You know, it's uh, definitely it's been definitely a different routine, and I'm, you know, still trying to traverse and learn or adapt or just figure this thing out. But it's been fun as hell. You know. Yeah. Uh, Any advice you need, you let me know. No, nah, I appreciate. I just, that. I just yeah. went through it, man. It's, yeah. It's all good. I'm glad everyone over by you is healthy yeah, and thank happy. You. Everything's good. Uh, last week, you know, it was, we missed you. Solo shows are never the same, but. It was cool to get the text from you while I was literally sitting here doing the show. Yeah, that, so, was, that um, was cool. Yeah, you held it down. And uh, again, like I said, I appreciate all the shout outs and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so, this was it. Good show. Jets, Patriots this Sunday, one o'clock MetLife. If you listen, 
if you're going be loud have fun enjoy it because i think we're good i think we're in for some good stuff um yeah this is going to be a big game for us we'll see how it goes if we win we're going to have some victory shots flowing so keep your eye on instagram for that at home of the jets one on instagram at home of the jets one on twitter follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to a podcast that's where we'll be um this is home of the jets i'm mike barry that's nick giacone nick welcome back thanks um we'll see you guys next week let's go jets one two three and the